Good morning, NEI Hoops Nation, and welcome to NHR the Podcast with your hosts, Junior and Trev. NHR the Podcast is your Saturday morning dive into what is happening around the NEI Hoops world. So grab your coffee. It is time to talk some NEI Hoops. Good morning, Trev, and welcome to episode two of NHR the Podcast. We are... Uh, we had a good first week. It was, uh, you know, a lot of the call-outs that uh, we had last week. Um, you know, I just, you know, wanted to just to recap a little bit. I know that uh, um, Deshaun Munson had a 51-point game. You know, we talked about him a little bit. Um, and then uh, our game of the week, you know, Loyola and – and uh, and I well, my game of the week was Loyola and Xavier, and, and that was a pretty good game throughout. Um, it, it was a fun week. Uh, we had a lot of uh, – a lot of good games, you know, it's, it's nice to, we talked about it a little bit last week, you know, just, it's nice having college basketball back. Um, and, and then we do have a lot of games being postponed too, but you know, we are getting games in, uh, people are still moving forward and you know, it, it's just fun to watch college basketball. I know some nights I have two or three games going on at, at, at a time and, and uh, unfortunately I don't get to listen to a lot of broadcasts anymore because it just gets too uh, combative or just too crazy, but uh, no, it's, it's fun having basketball back. Yeah, and we're really getting into um, the heart of conference season now. A lot of these non-conference matchups are are closing down, and and a lot of conferences are starting conference play. Um, Both my games of the week last week did get postponed, unfortunately. Um, But that, yeah, that's going to be what we're going to see all year. Um, I talked to a coach this week who said, you know, at this point, we just want to get as many games in as we can when we can. Um, Games are going to be moving around all the time. They're going to be last-minute ads. Uh, last uh, last second schedule changes so um, important to you know keep an eye on these these websites these conference websites because they feed right from the the school websites so um, but yeah it's it's going to be crazy and we're kind of winding down into um, the Thanksgiving and now Christmas season here so I know game teams are going to be scrambling to get as many games as they can before the semester ends uh, that I've listened to I've you know, I, I like to listen to a lot of coaches uh, interviews that I see uh, that are get posted on Twitter and and uh, on school websites. And, you know, a lot of them have the same message that you kind of uh, just put it or alluded to. But, you know, you're just kind of at the point where, you know, teams are going to have to probably play with without a couple guys. And, you know, whoever kind of hops on the bus or, you know, shows up to shoot around and, and whoever you have, you just kind of roll out with and and play the game. And, and even if you have to play three or four games in a week, you know, is it ideal? No, but you know, in this, in this uh, day and age with, with this season, you're just going to kind of have to make do and, and uh, you know, it, it'll make for some, some tough games and some tough opponents. And um, you know, one of the things that, you know, just to go off of that, it'll be very interesting to see what the, you know, as we get to the national tournament talk um, you know, how, how the committee and how the, th- how the uh, NEI goes about, you know, dictating, you know, it, originally it was going to supposed to be our, you know, wins against RPI top 50 and, and uh, strength of schedule and, and things like that were supposed to be included into your, you know, national tournament uh, picture. So that when they were de- deciding if you're going to make it or not, they were going to use some of those, uh, some of those, but, you know, it's harder because teams are just scheduling regional play and playing a lot of teams around their own area. Um, and so you don't have a lot of, you still have some really, really good games. I mean, you know, even we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, I know, but, uh, you know, we have Carroll and uh, Carroll and uh, Morningside playing today. You know, those aren't regional games, but that's that'll be a fun game, fun matchup for top 20, top 25 teams. 
Um, but, you know, you just kind of get to the – you just kind of wonder how the national tournament is going to shape out. And, and it's it's way too early probably to think about that. But, you know, you're just kind of wondering, you know, will, will teams get docked for – you know, not not having some of their best players, you know, play and maybe they drop a game or two and, and that, you know, the record may, you know, going to the national tournament, maybe you're 500, but, you know, you didn't have four guys for four weeks, you know, or three weeks or whatever it may be. And, um, you know, it's so a lot of a lot of those questions uh, kind of remain unanswered, but it'll be it intrigues me on, on how that's all going to develop and how that's going to play out. Yeah, it'll, it definitely will be interesting because, you know, it's I mean, we're all working and trying to play during this pandemic but not every schools and team situation is equal um so it'll be interesting to see if the nai just says well everyone had a a crazy year things happen games get canceled or um you know team a might get hit with you know some health issues and be out with their best players one two three weeks whereas team b might not have any um instances or maybe it's someone that's not in the rotation that gets hit so Again, like they affect the, the this virus affects each team differently, but it'll be like like you said, it'll be interesting to see if the NAI just uses it, it looks at it as as a whole and says, well, everybody has the same situation going on. We're just going to go back and look at strength of schedule, RPI stuff like that, or if they're really going to go in depth and be like, well, this team dropped a couple of games because they're missing players, or this team ended up winning conference because they played against these teams while they had players missing. So. Um, yeah, it'll be crazy. And like you said, teams have been missing out on some of these key non-conference games that can set up and help their strength of schedule and maybe even set up a big win. And they've been kind of just trying to get games in no matter who the competition is to get them ready for a very important conference year. So um, it'll be like it'll be interesting going forward. And this conference season for a lot of teams is going to be crucial. No doubt. And that's, uh, maybe we, we have a, we're supposed to have a, a top 25 coming out, I believe in the 18th or 19th this week. I can't remember, but, um, and, and we're going to post our own first, uh, first one from the, from the NHR site. So it'll be, uh, maybe we'll get a little bit of a clearer path on, on how teams are viewing that, because I know that, you know, some of these teams have, have played, uh, have played without some guys and, and then and have dropped some games and you just kind of wonder if that'll show up in the top 25 rankings or, mm-hmm. um, so maybe we'll get some of that national title, you know, picture your national tournament picture, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that'll show up in the top 25 rankings and we'll see, you know, some teams that are being docked because they were, or maybe, you know, if a team lost a couple games and, you know, we'll see in the, in the top 25, if a team's like two and two or something like that, but they drop those two games because they were in COVID, um, you know, maybe they keep their ranking, even though, you know, there's teams that are, you know, five and zero, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, a lot, a lot of that playing out will be interesting. Uh, you know, it's always, always fun to watch the national tournament uh, and, and no doubt, no, no matter what they decide to, to do, it'll be fun tournament. Um, I just know that, you know, it's with us moving to one division for this year, it'll be, it was already going to be uh, even without COVID is already going to be a challenging year on trying to figure out who is in, who's out, and all that. And I think that uh, it'll be, it'll be very fun, but very interesting to see how, how that uh, develops. Uh, moving on to kind of our games of the week for this week. Um, do you, ha- you have a couple for us? Uh, yeah. I, like I said, both of mine got postponed last week, so I'm hoping to do better this week. Um, uh, and we'll talk about this past week's results, but I'm looking ahead at the KCAC. Um, there's a lot of good intriguing matchups to begin this year. Uh, we talked about Tabor being one of our sleeper teams, surprise teams. Um, started off 3-0 and uh, and picked up a KCAC win to start last week against Sterling. And then last night, um, barely knocked off or almost knocked off 
Oklahoma Wesleyan, who's receiving votes in the poll and um, was picked to take first um, in one of the preseason KCAC polls in Oklahoma Wesleyan, uh, won 79-78. So Tabor has another battle this week against number 14th ranked Ottawa. And I know Ottawa has missed a couple of games these last couple of weeks uh, due to postponement. So um, they haven't played a game in quite some, they haven't played a KCAC game yet, whereas Tabor has kind of been rolling. Um, I know moral victories really shouldn't be a thing, but you have to be happy with how they performed against Oklahoma Wesleyan last night. So they play uh, Ottawa later this week, I believe Tuesday. Um, and then the other game I had was uh, today, Freed Hardman plays Florida College um, on a neutral site. I don't know if that's part of a tournament or something, but uh, one little caveat with that is Freed Hardman is number one in the NAI this season on total three-point field goals made, and Florida College is number one in three-pointers made per game. So we could see a lot of points in that one, a lot of three-pointers made. Um, it'll just be interesting to see. This is kind of a last-second uh, non-conference game or last last non-conference game for both teams. Um, just kind of sandwiched in here in the middle of November. So um will be cool to see yeah. those styles of play there. Yeah, good good call out on that one. I, I really like that game. Um two two of my uh, two of my favorite players are they both kind of fly underneath the radar a little bit. Uh talked about uh for for those that don't know, actually, uh yesterday we and we're gonna try to continue this, uh, but we, we got some recommendations. We try to listen to to people all the time and try to make the the site as good as possible. Um you know, it was one of those things where people wanted to, you know, they were looking for games of the day. And, and so we added that into our uh, schedule and links page. And then uh, and then they wanted some players to watch, you know, and, and I, I thought about it and I was like, you know, for some people that don't, you know, maybe not maybe don't know some of these teams, um, you know, we, it, we we could point out some games to watch for them, but some players as well. And that was a, a new addition as well yesterday. So we we added in uh, two two games of the day and then which were both really, really good games, actually. Um, that Tabor Oklahoma was in game was one of them separated by one. And then uh, Grayson and uh, Shawnee state was the other one. We put it in the hair and that one was a high scoring affair. It was not expected to be that. I thought it was gonna be a low scoring affair, but I thought it was gonna be a really good game and end up being an overtime and Shawnee uh, state roared back from down 15 at halftime to come back and win that game. But then we have uh, our five uh, players of the, of the day to watch. And we're going to do that every day as well. And, it's not the five best players, just five players that, you know, for people that may not, you know, have an association to a team or just want to watch some good players play. And, and Matt Simpson was on one of those or was on our list yesterday. And he, he is for Florida College uh, off that game he just watched and versus Corlin Martin. And Corlin Martin for for Freed Hardman, uh, I, he's an All-American, returning All-American. Uh, I, I, there's not much to say. I mean, he's not a he, – I think, yeah, I'm looking at the list right now. He's third in scoring for the team right now. But the dude just kind of does it all. When when he need, when they need buckets, he can go get you some buckets. Um, coming off a 16 assist game, so you know, just kind of a. I mean, the distributor does it all for him. Uh, I just think he. I, I said this on Twitter uh, earlier this week, but I think he's one of the most underrated players in the country. Um, and so that game that you just mentioned, it, it really intrigues me just because of Matt Simpson and Corlett Martin. And I think that'll be a fun. Uh, should be up tempo. Should be a lot of like you said, a lot of threes being shot in that one. But definitely, definitely going to be a fun game on that one. So yeah, and I think uh, for me, I, I got to. Go ahead. I was going to say, just pointing out too, what, uh, just a good point you just made about the players to watch may not necessarily necessarily be the top scorer or the top, um, you know, maybe not the best player at the time. I mean, certainly Martin is very, very good. Uh, but again, early in these this season, um, with only two, I mean, Fried Hardman has two games played. 
he really hasn't been asked to do a whole lot. And, and I'm sure his stats will be um, showing that once they get into conference season and stuff, because they, I mean, they've had a pair of 40 point wins. Um, you mentioned the assist, which was great, but he really hasn't even been asked to score like he, like, you know, he's used to. Yep. Yeah. And, and he can score too. I, I love that kid. I, I really do. I, I can't talk enough about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I love, enjoy watching him play. And he's, and that's one of those, Fred Hardman's, you know, it's, it'll be an inter- interesting year for them. They, they left the American Midwest conference and, and joined, uh, joined the mid South, which is a, you know, in, in most people's eyes, uh, the mid South is one of the top uh, leagues in the country. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare in that one. Um, but I, I think that they, you know, just watching a little bit of their, their games earlier, you know, I think they have a, a talented squad and, and it'll be fun to see them uh, compete in that new league this year. Yeah. And moving on to our games of the week or my games of the week, I have uh, for uh, November 16th, and I, I used Loyola last week. Uh, you know, I just, I do like watching them play. They got a big win over Xavier, Louisiana. Uh, but, you know, they, that Louisiana, those Louisiana teams down there are really, really good. I mean, they got four ranked in the top 25 right now. LSUA is coming off of a loss from, from uh, Mobile and earlier this week. And so them and Loyola play on November 16th at 6 p.m., I, I like that matchup. I think it's going to be a fun one. Uh, Loyola, they're loaded with talent. I mean, uh, All-American Miles Burns is, is back. Um, they, he's a really, really good wing. They have uh, Zach Reitzel. He's another All-American. Uh, just just two kids that um, they, they get done. And, and they play fast, too. They, they are long. They're athletic. Um, you know, they, they like to play high-scoring affairs. Um, with those two All-Americans that are playing, and then they have Eddie Burgess, um, a six nine kid inside that that is is pretty talented as well. Uh, I just think that that Loyola team, you know, I, they're going to be a top ten team. I think here soon, maybe in these new rankings when they come out this week, and if not that, this week, probably by the next ones. They're they're a well balanced team. They they get after you, and they have some good experience. I mean, they have guys that have been in the program for you know two, three, four years that uh, you know played together, and I, I think that's a deadly group. So that that LSU Alexandria Loyola game is top twenty five matchup. November 16th at 6 p.m. is one of my games. Uh, and then my other one is actually a game tonight. Uh, it's it's Valley City State and Jamestown. Uh, Jamestown's coming off that big win against Morningside. You know, Valley City State had two real big wins uh, in the Pentagon shootout uh, this past weekend uh, again, against uh, Mount Marty and Dakota Wesleyan. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a rivalry. The two, team, two towns are separated by 20 miles. And it's it's a rivalry, and if anybody, it's the longest one of the longest uh, rivalries in, uh, or active rivalries in NEI, um, and, and we actually got a chance to talk up Valley City State head coach Ryan Montgomery this week. That's what he had to say. We are excited to have Coach Ryan Montgomery joining us this morning, as his Valley City State University Vikings host the Jamestown Jimmies tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, for those that don't uh, know, this game is actually has a rich tradition. And one of the longest lasting rivalries in the entire NAI. First off, good morning, coach, and welcome to NHR the podcast. Good morning. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Can you uh, start off by kind of talking a little bit about that rivalry? Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Um, you know, I came here about five, four and a half years ago, and I really didn't quite understand it. Um, you know, everybody leading up to the first time that I was involved in this game. There was just a lot of just you could see emotion in people's eyes, a lot of talk that you were just like, whoa, okay. I mean, is that, you know, should you say that? You know, those types of things. 
Um, and then I, I experienced the first game and it, it, it's just coach. You want to coach your guys and say, every game's important. Every game you need to go this intense, you know, it, it's just that way. But when you play UJ, it's just, it, it's another level. The cuts are harder. The emotion is higher. The, just the overall intensity in your talk and amongst your guys is it's just heightened and it's a really cool experience um if you ever have a chance i mean obviously this year you won't you know with the limited cap capacity yep. but yep. if you live close to the area i mean within three hours i would say you would you should attend a valley city state uj basketball game someday and a football game to tell you the truth because it is, it's intense, and it's you're you're not going to find a better venue around. I mean, it, it, it's a really cool. Yeah, small small college rivalries are are really really fun, and and uh, you know I know that uh, the Vikings have been been uh, Vikings and Jimmies are, are one of the longest ones. I believe that um, if, if I remember right, it's 1947 is what the games date back to uh, stat wise, but it even goes back to even further before that, um, and that's kind of just a resemblance of how long that rivalry between the two have gone. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to another good game on Saturday. Uh, kind of going back to to your past weekend, you guys are coming off of of two really really nice uh, wins in the Pentagon Challenge, as you knocked off Dakota Wesleyan and, and Mount Marty, um, and then you saw Connor MC uh, earn North Star Player of the Week honors. Can you talk about the, those two wins and and the kind of the, how the weekend went, and then having a senior like Connor and what that means to your guys' program? Yeah, sure. Um... You know, going into last weekend, we honestly, as a coaching staff and just our overall feel as our team, we were still kind of in search mode. Um, we, we played a really good Jamestown team our first game, um, and we didn't have any scrimmages or anything to prepare for Jamestown. So we really didn't know what to expect versus UJ. Um, and we kind of learned a lot um, playing them. Um, we learned, you know, we were, we got a pretty good defensive group. I mean, we forced 23 turnovers in the first game versus UJ. So going into yeah. Dakota Wesleyan, we knew like, we, we know Dakota Wesleyan's tradition. We know how good they were here, how good they are this year. And we, we were going to have to play really, really well to beat them. Um, we, we struggled at first versus Dakota Wesleyan. We were still in that search mode, trying to find our offensive identity. And I, I think around, I'd say, eight minutes left in the first half, we kind of figured it out. We started understanding the tempo, the pace, the timing of what we were trying to get done. Our defense uh, was really holding us into the game and really keeping us within uh, scoring distance of Dakota Wesleyan, who's a very good – I mean, I still think that Dakota Wesleyan's a pretty good basketball team. I know they're missing Oakland and they're All-American from last year, but – they're, they're going to be okay in the G-Pack. I, I, I strongly believe that. As the second half went on versus that Dakota Wesleyan team, we started gaining more and more confidence. And, uh, you know, Connor, Connor really put, it, put us on his back in regards to the full course of the game. But Jalen Addison really stepped up late, too, and hit some big shots and made some big plays. Um, our press uh, really created some opportunities. And then we just became our seniors kind of led the way down the stretch where we didn't, we didn't blink. Um, we just kept on plugging away. Um, Connor hit that really big um, uh, layup um, over two outstretched Dakota Wesleyan guys to go up to. And then I was really proud of our guys just kind of put the seal on the lid, uh, our seal on the on the jar there just to kind of finish it out. 
um, which, you know, propelled us to feel really good about ourselves uh, going into Mount Marty. Although I was deathly nervous of Mount Marty because I watched their performance versus presentation that day before we played and they were, they looked lights out and coach Lawrence and that had them rolling. Um, so we, we did some pre- preparation in terms of our game plan, our scout. Um, we kind of figured out that we, what we were going to do as a game plan that night. Um, and then we, I, I, I don't know what it was, but we just executed everything really, really, really well, um, the next day. And I think, you know, we got up by 38 or something like that. And, our guys just, they just kind of fell in love with the tempo and we found ourselves in regards to what, how we want to achieve things. So overall good weekend. Um, then uh, Connor Ensi, uh, you know, what, is, what his importance is to our game, uh, into our team. He, he's our, he's our motor. He's our engine. I, if you ever watch Connor play, Connor is all out 100% of the time to almost where you got to say, Hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta give yourself a little bit of a, <laughs> a breather here. Um, and he, he's just, you know, his voice, his motor, his ability. And he just, he just completes our package and what we're trying to do in our style. And I, I can't say enough about the kid. He's a 4.0 student. Also um, his character outside of the gym is by is second to none. Um, he overall, I would, I would take a, thousand um connor ncs if i could in my coaching career he's just he's one in a million and i'm very happy to be coaching him right now yeah that's awesome stuff coach they uh you know it's always nice one it's nice to have seniors on team and 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 have that leadership uh you know and when your best players are playing hard all the time it it really carries over and and that leadership will will go a long ways for you guys as well moving forward Uh, i know jamestown uh they look really really tough this morning side it's a tough place to play um, is there anything that you guys, uh, I, I don't want you to give your game plan away or anything, but, um, any, any, uh, thing that you want to say about that game? You're talking about the one coming up. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, we can't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty realistic. <laughs> if we get into a half court situation with them, uh, it's not going to end up very well. Um, they, I, I, I'm going to give respect where respect is due. And I haven't seen too many bigs like they have. And I've been at Division Twos. I've been, you know, I've coached at different levels. Yeah. And I mean, they're shooting like fifty-eight percent from the field right now, um, and that, that's a ridiculous number. Um, and to think that we can just out-efficient them, uh, be more efficient than them, I, oof, I, I don't. I'm not going to put that game plan in. Um, what we need to concentrate on doing is really kind of making sure they're uncomfortable and what they want to do. Um, and I'm not going to tell you how we're going to do that, but you know, we, we just, we don't want to, we do not want to make them just kind of walk the ball up and just get it down to Walters or Schramm and, and Schultz who played really well. I'm not sure if we'll see Birch on Saturday or not, but you know, we, that, that's kind of insanity in my opinion. Um, and I watched that game Morningside had a little game plan in, but they, they handled that one well too. They handled our first game plan well. Um, and we're going to modify ours just a little bit, but we, we, we got to make sure that they're, they're uncomfortable at all times in the game. Uh, Cause they're too good. They're too good just to kind of let them, let them move the ball around and just get it to where they want to go. Cause that's just to think that we can just outmatch them at that and down low. It's just, it's not going to happen. So. For sure. Well, I appreciate those thoughts. I know that uh, it's hard for a head coach to talk about game plans, so I don't expect you to do that, but, uh, 
you know, there's been some crazy games, uh, crazy finishes uh, in this rivalry over the, the last, uh, you know, eight, ten uh, games, uh, matchups that they've that you guys have faced. But uh, we're looking forward to another good game. Um, before we get you off the hook, though, I'm uh, just talking. I, I know it's hard for a head coach to look ahead and things like that. But your first game, our first uh, conference game, North Star game, is on December 5th. Um, you want to talk about the North Star a little bit? Yeah, I mean, uh, the North Star is it's a very interesting conference this year. I mean, we've seen um, some teams beat some teams we didn't expect. Um, we've seen some really good performances. We've seen some poor performances. Um, it, just like every year, the NSAA is going to be a really tough, tough conference come, come December, January, February. Um, the, the level of competition up here is I, – sometimes I think it gets a little, like, under, underrated, underscored. And then all of a sudden yep. a team pops out of it and you're just like, wow, these guys are really good. Um, and, it, uh, you know, I'm not going to say every team in our conference is going to be lights out, but I mean, our top five every year is, is a pretty good stout basketball team. And I mean, it's going to be a war. I mean, Mayville has come out the last couple of years on top in regards to the conference tournament, but they haven't won the conference in the last three years. It's been Bellevue. Um, yep. and then, I mean, it, it, if you look at it, you know, one and two has usually been Bellevue, Mayville the last couple of years, but then you go from three to like six or seven and it's like a toss up every year. Um, and it, it's a war and uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta win your games at home, split on the road and just really concentrate on executing versus these teams because everybody's got a different style. And every weekend you're playing those back-to-backs, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, conference to play in. Um, good coaching, too. Uh, a lot of good coaches in our conference in terms of, you know, game planning and throwing different things at you every year. And it's just, yeah. How, how I can explain it is I'm not, I'm not retaining hair anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing hair by, by the minute when every time I start thinking about conference play. But, we got Dickinson first, I believe, um, and they're going to be tough, you know, with their new coach, uh, Coach Selvig up there. Yeah. We're going to get a different yeah. look um, from what Coach Vaughn has, and they, they had a really good win versus Montana Tech earlier. So it, it, it's yep. going to be a gauntlet, and I hope uh, I hope our guys are up to it. Well, I have no doubt that, uh, you know, you guys will – December seems like a, a long ways away, especially in the COVID era, but, uh, you know, I, don't, I have no doubt that uh, – you guys will be ready for come North Star season. Um, I think you're right. I, I, just to hit home on the uh, a little bit of an underrated conference, you know, it's it, it may not get a lot of the national, uh, you know, respect that a lot of teams do, but it does seem like uh, Mayville and, and Belle, Bellevue and some others have, have gone in the national tournament, you know, a little bit under the radar, and then all of a sudden they pop off a win or two, and, and people <laughs> people uh, are a little bit more surprised, you know, that that, that, that kind of happens. And uh um, it's kind of fun to watch the league. I, you guys have a, such a unique league and unique schedule with all the travel and then the the Friday Saturday you know matchups. It's it's a uh, you know that makes makes it fun to to watch the double headers and see how teams respond. So it's a it's another league that uh, we're excited to follow and excited to to watch. And I know uh, our guy Jake will be all over it on the coverage. <laughs> he definitely will. So kind of closing up the the podcast here. I know that uh, we just got kind of got done talking about the travel with uh, with your guys' league, and, and you guys do do quite a bit of it. Um, just because your com- your conference schools are so far spread or spread out, uh, how how are you guys adapting to COVID in, in this in the games and scheduling? I mean, are you guys have you guys had any league games, uh, league talks at all about rescheduling games or anything? Well, yeah, the NSAA we had some extensive talks early in the, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I believe, of just like how to handle 
reschedule? Should we add games? Should we not add games, conference games? And I think our conference really kind of came to the consensus that we, we were comfortable with the off the conference schedules. Um, we had to make a few adjustments because of budgetary reasons and all those things. Um, and we, we just kind of said, all right, we're going to shift our conference schedule. So we open up a weekend and, re- and just as an emergency weekend. So I think that's in late January where we don't have any games scheduled right now. Um, and that, that's kind of one of those emergency weekends in case we lose a weekend. Um, so that, that's kind of one adjustment we make in terms of VCSU and what we're doing. Our guys, I mean, it's day by day. Um, and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, you know, it, it, people think it's just, you know, you get to hang around with your team and all this stuff, but got people forget that our team has girlfriends it has family. It has, you know, co- people outside of the program, you know, just professors, you know, all those things that we always have to keep track of. And you don't know who's being responsible and who's not. Our guys have done an outstanding job in terms of dedicating themselves to wanting to play. Um, so they've been really good about wearing their masks, sanitizing their hands, social distancing themselves outside the program. Um, and that takes a big sacrifice, and I'm really proud of them for that. Um, you know, and we're just we, – we've really bought into the, the mantra of, control what you can control and that's just your behavior behavior and i i think that's working right now i i know we can't control the virus and we can't say it's never going to enter our program um all we're going to try to do is mitigate it as much as possible and you know attack it when you know attack the situations that are presented to us with some positive positive nature and i think our guys are doing that right now which which is a good thing we appreciate you coming on coach um, I do want to, you know, give you a shout out on Twitter. So, you know, if anybody's listening and want to follow coach, it's at coach underscore Monty. It's uh, at coach underscore M-O-N-T-Y. And then make sure you follow the the VCSU uh, men's basketball uh, Twitter page as well. And that's at VCSU underscore M-B-B. Those are two great uh, accounts to follow. Um, coach, we're looking forward to uh, not just the game later tonight, but we're also looking forward to, um, seeing you guys, how you guys do in the North Star this year. We wish you guys the best of luck and uh, keep pushing along. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. And, yeah. Well, we appreciate uh, the time from Coach Montgomery as they get prepared for Jamestown tonight. Definitely expecting the, a big-time game. I, I, I know that uh, over the last last few games, I mean, there's there's been some crazy finishes in that one, and, and I hope to see – I'm sure the coaches don't want to see a crazy finish, but as a fan and as a guy that likes to watch these games, I, I hope uh, we do get a crazy finish tonight because those, those make it more fun for us. But, uh, you know, closing up shop today, you uh, I know we got some shout outs we want to give. Uh, give us our sh- give us a shout out, Trev. Uh, the Bacone Warriors snapped a 47 game home losing streak on uh, I believe it was Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, they defeated Southwestern Adventist 95 69 at home. Um, this streak spanned over two and a half years. Um, so shout out to them. Congratulations. Dean Austin in that game at 41 points. Um, that's outstanding, uh, 40 point game. So, um, exciting times for them. They've been playing a lot better this year. And, uh, if you haven't checked them out, uh, yet, I, I suggest you do it. Cause they got some players that can score. Yeah, I know they had some, a little, a little bit of uh, craziness to start the year with some coaching stuff, but, uh, yeah, they, you know, they've been playing teams tough, which is, which is actually kind of fun. I'm sure it's fun for them. Um, for sure. My, my shout outs are going to be some player shout outs. 
Um, I, I discussed it a little bit earlier this this uh, in the podcast about Deshaun Munson going for 51. We also had Kyle Mangus go off for 51. Uh, two two of the premier players in the maybe maybe number one and number two uh, mm-hmm. in one order or one way or another. Um, and, and as players go uh, for for National Player of the Year candidates, uh, just two fun players uh, and two different players. You know, uh, Munson's a lot more attack the rim, um, and 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 he's he's just aggressive. Um, and then Kyle Kyle's just your overall player. I mean, he can do a lot of different things, hurt you in a lot of different ways. Um, you, you know, he's more of your basketball purist type of player, and, and he's just a really, really, really good player. Um, so both of those guys, shout out to both of them, 51 points uh, this week, which is which seems outrageous. But uh, two, two guys in the same week go for 51 in the NEI, and, and they're two names that, that everybody should know. So that's, that's pretty fun. Um, and then I'm going to shout out a kid, R.J. Kelly from Mobile. He, uh, he Early on in the year, or over the summer, he was working out um, through the COVID stuff. And he actually transferred from Talladega to Mobile for, for his senior year. And he's a kid that that proclaimed that he was going to be national player of the year, and he was working, he was doing his workouts to uh, to try to be national player of the year, and and he's playing like it, right? I can't, I got to give it to him, you know. And through three games this year, um, through three games this year, he's having a big time year already. Twenty four point seven points per game, uh, thirteen point seven rebounds per game. He's averaging right now, you know, he's having a, a great year. I just want to give him a shout out. I think that the, you know, I hope that, that continues for them. I know they have another big game tonight, so I just want to give him a shout out for that. Um, as always, um, you know, I want to, I'll give you the, the chance to shout out the advantage page. I know you're, you're, uh, you always want to do that. So make sure you f- show that one out. But for me, I want to make sure that, uh, if anybody is out there and they want to follow us on Twitter, it is at NAI hoops report. And that is our Twitter page. Uh, make sure you hop on their website at NAI hoops report.com. And then as you're listening, no matter what format you're on listening to the, the NHR, the podcast, uh, we we are actually uh, hopefully getting on Apple Podcasts this week. We're waiting for the, them to certify us. Um, but other than that, we, we are on Spotify, Anchor, and a lot of different other platforms. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that follow button. That helps us out a lot. We appreciate everybody else, um, everybody listening. Yeah, and if, if, if you're following the accounts that uh, we just mentioned, make sure you're also following everybody else that puts in uh, the work to this this website and, and what we do, um, Jake. Tad, uh, Jeremy, um, they're always doing their weekly reviews and getting tagged in those posts, and they're following um, NAIA basketball all week, um, following games in the respective conferences that they cover. So uh, be on the lookout for for their byline um, every Monday when the uh, weekly reviews get posted. And if you like NAIA basketball, um, those all of them are uh, good follows. For sure, no doubt. Well, we appreciate it, everybody. We're looking forward to some great basketball tonight. Everybody stay safe and be blessed.